Good afternoon. This is Tuesday, February 6, 2024, 3.30 p.m. We're here for a work session, executive uh, session, which will be followed by our council meeting later at 5.30 this evening. Uh, could I get a roll call, please? Seven council members are present. Thank you. Toby? Okay. Mayor D'Amico, council members, we're here this afternoon to talk about the city's new multimodal facility or transit facility. This is something that's been on our drawing board for a while. It's a long process working with the state and federal government to get the funding for these type of capital projects. So today, Jeff, Michael, Selberg and Associates are gonna walk you through the process, the project, so that uh, as we kind of move into the budget and as we move into construction of this new project, uh, we're all on the same page. Feel free to ask any questions you may have today about the design and makeup and feel. Uh, kind of like when we started talking about an animal shelter or the senior center, this is this is your introductory opportunity to learn more, but also give some feedback to Jeff and Michael. So I'll turn it over to Jeff. All right, Michael's got a brief presentation followed by Rob. Good afternoon, Mayor and Council. Um, so as Toby mentioned, um, I just wanted to give a really quick couple of words and just an overview of kind of how we've gotten to this point for the project. Um, as we all know, Bullhead Area Transit started back in 2000, um, and this isn't our first attempt at trying to bring a facility for um, our transit system. Um, back in 2007, there were funds that were awarded, um, and just the even less than what we've done um, that we're gonna be presenting to you today um, had been concluded and just some very introductory drawings were done um, before those funds, which were called ARA funds, uh, were recaptured um, by the Fed um, because of the recession in 2008. So um, after that, uh, it took a couple of years for things to stabilize, and then in 2014, um, staff looked again to um, begin that process again uh, to bring um, another facility or a facility to uh, Bullhead City. Um, and we had, let's see, um, it was identified in our short range transit plan that we wanted to do so, and then we started going after the funding for that and starting that process to kick it off. Um, one of the first things that we found out from ADOT was before we could actually go and say, hey, we wanna build a building, um, they required that we start going through the process for just evaluating and selecting a site location. Um, so staff um, had worked on and uh, put in for funds in 2016 um, to uh, start that, stat, uh, that selection process. Um, because of some delays that were going on with ADOT, we weren't actually able to get that kicked off until 2018. Um, and then with some additional delays with ADOT and the consultant that they had hired, we didn't even finish up that site selection process until 2020 and then the pandemic. So um, we've been batting a thousand for uh, how quick this is going, but um, we're really happy with what's going on now. Um, after that selection process was done, um, if council recalls, I came here uh, in September of last year um, to start the RFP process for the selection for a consultant to uh, start the engineering for this project. Um, we were able to finally in July of 2023 uh, do the award for that and now uh, working with Selberg who had gotten that contract, um, we have been working diligently the last couple of months to start and actually present something for you guys to see. Um, and we're hoping in the next couple of months to finish this up so that we can actually start moving into uh, getting construction and stuff started. So um, unless there's any initial questions for me, uh, I'd like to bring up Selberg and Associates um, and they will go over what we've got and what you guys have in front of you so far for the initial plans. Questions? 
All right, thank you. Gentlemen, are you? Good afternoon, Honorable Mayor, uh, City Council members. Uh, thank you again for allowing us to be in front of you today to present. Uh, my name is Rob Sampson. This is Todd Brodingham with Selberg Associates. Uh, we've put together just a quick presentation for you today. Uh, one thing we want to make sure is clear, and you've heard Michael allude to it already, is, is this is a work session, and we would enjoy and uh, really appreciate if you guys do have questions to, to bring them up as we're going instead of saving them for the end so we can try and incorporate and, and customize the presentations, what you guys are, are uh, looking for. This is a very uh, public forward building, so we want to make sure that the public is represented in, that, in its best way possible. And as you guys know, you're the representative of the public. So we want to make sure we get a, a good feedback from you guys. So uh, starting with the first slide here, this is just an introduction slide. Uh, as Michael alluded to, the project is located uh, next, uh, you know, adjacent to this building across the street. Uh, we've got it as part of the major uh, city complex here, we've got uh, chambers that we're in and what's across the street from here. We've got the Senior uh, Nutrition Center and City Hall. So this is just kind of a location map for you to kind of get a feel for where we're at. Uh, next slide, please. So I'll turn it over to Todd here and he'll uh, walk you through the uh, site planning process that we did. Mayor, council members. The, um, the primary focus that really kind of tried to take into when looking at the site was uh, primarily the circulation and safety when it came to kind of uh, pedestrian traffic, bus traffic. So a, a lot of the, uh, the main public parking and employee parking is up uh, Hoppus Way and then uh, just right along uh, Alonis Way is where the buses will enter in. Um, the, there's the, uh, but there's a d direct separation between where the buses and the pedestrians would ever be. So there isn't crossing of traffic and keeping them kind of all within one specific area uh, in safety. Um, there's uh, a couple areas for a couple uh, EV chargers and uh, bicycle parking to kind of just promote that multimodal aspect of the facility. Um, next slide, the, it goes to the 3D rendering aerial view of kind of what the, what we feel that this will look like in the, in the long run. You can see the entering in from Alana's way and the kind of separation between pedestrian and where the drive aisle actually occurs. Uh, next slide. And this is the front of the building that has a little bit of dynamic aspect to the, the facade where the angled roof, the direction which we are looking is uh, from the west. So there is a, we try to take in a lot of the view of um, making sure sun, uh, we've tried passive design for uh, sun shading and um, yeah, that's, Next slide is the, just another view kind of from more just the, the front of the building, taking materials from the uh, kind of the uh, city hall area or adjacent buildings for the municipal areas. 
picket slide, covered walkway carrying towards for shade. And here's our floor plan. So a couple things to mention. So one thing that is gonna be very important with this plan is if we can go back a couple of slides to the site plan. Perfect. Uh, what you'll notice is we've kept the public parking separate. So this is also a park and ride type establishment where there'll be parking that's covered for people who are commuters to uh, other cities in the tri-state or just you know, going to work from Mojave Valley to or Bullhead to Mojave Valley or Needles or wherever. So we wanted to keep that in mind. So that is what you see in the left-hand side of the page. There's a driveway there that goes to covered parking. That's where the EV chargers are located. That's also where um, access to the main terminal is gonna be located. So anyone who's coming in here being dropped off, like rideshare type services, they'll have access as well there, uh, taxis as well. So uh, what we've done is, is looked at a number of different um, opportunities for safety. This wasn't the first site plan we came up with. We came up with an, uh, a couple of other versions of this site plan that looked at different ways to get people onto the buses. And uh, in visiting a couple of facilities in the tri-state area, we realized that this probably, th this really represents the best solution for keeping uh, passengers and public out of the drive aisles. Uh, the first two renditions we've presented of this site plan to Michael, you know, his concern was, was valid. It was, it was exceptional actually that he said, look, I, we can do all of these things and this looks pretty on paper, but what happens if someone falls off the edge of the curb? Or what happens if, you know, in walking across, how do we make sure that our bus drivers aren't put in dangerous situations where they're backing up? So what we looked at doing is bringing in the sawtooth effect that's actually represented in another uh, facility. Um, where when buses come in, they have their own area. And, and the wayfinding part of this is, is in the renderings that you'll see, and we'll explain it a little better when we go to the next uh, slides, is each bus line has a color, as you're aware. So what we're doing is everything that has to do with that bus line is colored appropriately. So if I need to find the red line, it's not gonna take staff, you know, minutes and, and valuable time uh, that they probably don't have because they're, I'm sure they'll be running on a skeleton type staff. So they'll be able to say, okay, if you're going to the red line, go to the red bollards or go to the red covered shade. If you're going to the orange line, do the same thing. If you're going to the uh, potential for maybe a Greyhound or, or uh, you know, a commercial busing company, they have their own stand as well. So the way we tried to set this up was, you know, the public would be able to come in and with very limited uh, public like, interaction from staff would be able to find where they're going. So we really wanted to make sure that, you know, this was a very public forward. You heard me say it once before, public forward, and that it's very welcoming. We wanted this building to be something that sets Bullhead City apart. You'll notice when you see transit facilities, and you've all been to Las Vegas, you've all been to Phoenix, you know, you see some of these most gorgeous buildings, and you realize when you get there, it's the train station, or it's the bus terminal, or it's the, you know, it's, it's an airport. There's always some aspect of, of design. What we pride ourselves on doing is trying to find the cost-effective way to make that dream happen, using local materials, local talent to build local staff, uh, like local uh, available trades, and materials as well. I mean, obviously sourcing a titanium panel from Uganda doesn't really help very much for Bullhead City to make something that's cost-effective. So we kept that in mind as we were doing the design. The other thing you'll notice on the right-hand side of this uh, site plan, is that's the private area. So the buses, as they come in, have the choice to go towards the pickup area, or if they're going out of service for the day or they need to have maintenance, they can go 
up towards the top of the page and that's a gated uh, enclosed area that has covered parking for buses, vans, any transit type uh, transportation. So this area was kept uh, private and separate. The building that you'll see on the top, that's the gray shade, that's the, uh, the maintenance building, and the one below is the, uh, is the terminal building. So uh, if we could go to the next slide now. So, I'm sorry, right there. Uh, this will make a little more sense to you now that we've kind of given you the explanation as to what it is you're looking at. So as you see some buses coming in on the far right-hand side, those buses have the option to go park in front where you see the buses or head towards the back for service or, or being retired for the day or whatever the case may be. Um, the buildings are designed to be similar in, in nature as far as the, the uh, design. And one thing that was very important is because this is part of the city's campus, we wanted to be sure that the city uh, materials that are uh, consistent throughout the brick, you know, the, uh, the burgundy, the maroon colors, um, and the cream colors were represented, but we also wanted to give it a unique flair because this is a transit facility and we wanted to give it a little bit of a, little bit of a unique feel to it, but still being respectful of the rest of the campus. All right, next slide, please. So with that being said, and one thing Todd and I were talking about while we were putting this design together, and I don't wanna take really any of the credit for this. This was Todd's brainchild as he was kind of putting some notes on paper you know, we wanted this to be a fun and exciting building. We wanted this to be something that when people drove by it, they went, what the heck is that building? And in taking a rectangular building, as you'll see on the floor plan here shortly, um, and just twisting it, playing with some angles and giving it just a, a unique relief, we were able to achieve a lot of interest and you know, incorporate the principles of design that take these, a building that's this big, it's only 4,250 square feet for the main terminal building, but we've managed to elongate it and give it enough interest that it really looks as you're passing by as a much bigger building. All right, next slide, please. Now, as I had mentioned just a few seconds ago, you'll see um, on the, you'll see the, the gentleman that's standing here about middle of the page next to a green pole. Well, that represents the green line bus. Same thing with the orange pole in the background. That's the orange line. We've incorporated a number of unique seating uh, or a variety of seating uh, elements. So inside the terminal where the air conditioning is located, you'll see that there's some seating. Um, it's actually not really shown in the picture here, but uh, you'll also see that there's uh, benches by the, you know, the, for the people to sit at for the buses. There's, you know, an integrated bench with some flagpoles and, and some foliage just to kind of soften up the feel of the building. But the one thing that you'll really appreciate when you dry, see this building built, if it stays in this uh, format, is this building is going to glow at night. Because of the expansive glass that we have on the front of the building, when people drive by this, you know, along this way and pass uh, the city buildings, they're going to see this, this glass box that's going to glow at night. There's, in the, the rendering, we can barely see it behind the, uh, the uh, shading apparatus, but there's uh, pendant light fixtures that'll light up that, um, that foyer, that, la that uh, lobby area, and it'll really give it a, a, an element of interest, an element of, of um, accessibility and welcoming. A couple things that were important to the transit members was, you know, they wanted something that said, hey, we're, we're, we're like Bullhead City, we're part of this group, but we also wanna feel a little bit unique as well. So if you look into the windows in the rendering, I know it's a little bit of a distance from you, 
you'll see that we've incorporated like a, a brand wall, so to speak, for transit that has um, just a unique finish. It, it, we're looking at slatted wood boards or, or something to that effect that kind of makes it kind of their own. Um, it may not be that finished, but it's something that we were just looking at to bring in a unique feel so that way they felt like they had a, you know, something unique that maybe not the rest of the department set. Uh, next slide, please. So again, following this year, this is the, the cutouts that we were mentioning earlier. So as the buses come in, they'll have a, a uh, place where they'll kind of come in at a five degree angle, pick people up, and then move on um, on their way. And they just pull out and drive in. This here is the covered area. We're looking at doing uh, shade structures that actually uh, promote light, it's like translucent shade structures, but also will, you know, for days like today, which I know we don't have many rainy days, but for days like today, this would be perfect to keep people dry as they're waiting for the bus. Um, you'll see here, one of the ideas was to paint the uh, columns uh, red and purple in the background to follow along with the different lines of the buses like we mentioned already. Okay, next slide, please. Okay, so onto the floor plan. You'll notice that this floor plan is a rectangle, or was a rectangle, and what we did is we've kind of carved out some spaces to give it some interest. Um, the first thing, that, and really the only thing the public will see in this building, unless invited otherwise, is the lobby. The lobby is in the lower uh, left-hand corner. Uh, they'll have access to vending machines, they'll have access to ticketing, they'll have access to two restrooms with one with a family uh, changing uh, facility and also have access to drinking fountains. The seating that's in there is, is there as a placeholder at the moment, but you know, there'll be something that we'll uh, vet out as we do the design process. Uh, and then as you can see, just working with the geometry, you've seen the angles that were incorporated into the roof line. Well, we've kind of used those and incorporated some angles into the uh, floor plan as well. So essentially three dimensions of design here. Uh, what you'll see is you directly as you walk into the, the doors, is where the ticketing and dispatch are. We kept them together because they actually work really, they're, they're very important to the process. They work together well, so we wanted to keep them in the same room, give them access to the same uh, functions. What was also important though was from the dispatch area that they have a view of every one of the uh, bus lines so they could see who was, who was there, who wasn't, if someone's running late or if something needs to be adjusted, they would have the ability to do so. Uh, a real nice feature of this uh, design, in, in our opinion, is that there's a vestibule as you head up on the page from the lobby into a uh, shared conference room and training room. That shared conference room and training room is where the paratransit would be um, doing any uh, you know, training, doing anything for you know, people getting on and off the buses, uh, helping them to understand the workings of how the bus routes will work and so on. Uh, what Michael was really, positive about doing with this is, is we gave him a plan that was much bigger than this uh, to begin with. We had more offices, we had more uh, space for staff, and, and he actually said, look, I, I don't need this much. We, let's look at what we actually have, what our future expansion is going to be. Let's limit the circulation. Let's spend the money where it makes sense. So in uh, putting this plan together, a number of the offices were removed and we added in a patio. Patio is not called out on this plan, but it's in the upper right-hand corner. And one thing that was very important as well is to separate staff uh, and drivers from the public. So on the lower right corner, there's a, uh, there's a driver only lounge that's accessible from the exterior. So they can go in and have direct access to the bathrooms and uh, have access to their own private space without having to go through the lobby and you know, run into people in the, uh, in the lobby who are waiting for something. 
So that's how this plan came together. There's uh, accessory spaces uh, for storage and for uh, break room and for restrooms, just like every other building that, that we've worked on with you guys in the past. If we could go to the next slide, and this is our last slide. This is the, uh, the maintenance building. This is the building you've seen on the top of the uh, site plan. So what we did here is we have a wash bay, which is on the far right. We have three bays. The bay that's got some, some vertical uh, drawing in it on the left, that's actually a recessed uh, oil changing pit. If you're familiar with any of the quick change lube spaces, it's similar to that where someone can walk into the uh, pit and change the buses without having to lift them up. Uh, this one here has a, a shared conference room for driver training or um, you know, anything that has to do with related to maintenance. Uh, we also have uh, same thing here, restrooms, a common office for the foreman and uh, oil, uh, oil storage. So these are kind of the elements we brought in. This one also has a mezzanine for storage on the second floor uh, for parts and that way you'll have now the opportunity to have a, a technician on staff and you also have the ability to store parts that you know you're going to go through such as tires, such as uh, oil, such as um, you know, parts, car, uh, doors, things that you take for granted that people destroy on, on buses, seats, that kind of stuff, you'll have the ability to have those things. So anyway, that wraps up our presentation. We'd certainly love to hear your feedback on it and see if there's anything that we can do to improve it and uh, we'll go from there. I have a question, if, if we can go back to slide number one. Maybe slide number two. <laughs> Maybe slide number three. The first, there. okay, go one more. Right there. Okay, it shows the the bus to, to the left from the screen here, it shows covered area, but then for the green and the, I would guess it's red, orange, that there's no uh, covered for that. And on here it's showing that to the left is a Greyhound um, bus stop. Correct. So. Are so we having covered parking for Greyhound, but not for our buses? So kind of the way it looks on this paper here. A couple of things that we looked at doing, and, and this is still something that's in the design process, but the idea was we want the building to, to be welcoming to the public. Now, there's ways we can do that with bringing in prefabricated uh, shelter structures and that will be smaller in stature as opposed to having the full cover like a, like a covered parking. So the, the answer to your question, uh, Honorable Mayor, is that yeah, we would definitely want to have cover for those elements. And the Greyhound was added in there as a multimodal uh, aspect. Most likely that will be left vacant for much of the time, but it'll be something where uh, you, we could shift the bus lines down. We haven't decided on which one is exactly going where yet. Okay, I would just like, I would like to see some coverage for- Okay, absolutely. For our people here. Anyone else, Dan? Have you uh, taken into consideration future growth with this particular structure? Yes, we have actually. What we did is the two bays were requested for the, the maintenance. We added the third, just that we would have option in case the fleet would grow. Uh, parking has been increased by two spots for vans and two spots for um, the actual buses. And that way you'll have opportunities to grow in your fleet. Uh, in the actual office space, we have uh, growth in there for, we have additional offices that were added. But again, we did shave off the ones that were uh, superfluous to the fact that it would take many years to actually achieve that. And if that's the case, it's most likely a new building that will be considered at that point. 
Okay, next question I have is, do you have an area inside for uh, designated for lost and found? Designated, no, but we haven't finished that process yet. So we'll actually add that uh, to our notes and we'll see where we could put it. Most likely it'll have to be secured and it may end up being part of the transit um, dispatch area. The, the room in there is very large for the two or three people that are anticipated. So we may just carve off a closet, but thank you for the, the recommendation. Okay, one more question is, uh, we've covered Greyhound and possibly other buses coming in, but what about cabs? You usually have cabs that come in too, drop off people to get on a uh, Greyhound to, to go and maybe to interface with our bus system at the same time. Do you have an area where they would be designated to go that would be not interfering with our buses and not interfering with the area where the Greyhounds would be located? Yeah, absolutely. So the idea is on the left-hand side of the, of the site plan, um, where the car parking is located, we would have a drop-off area and we, could, we will be painting um, areas that are for ride share and for taxi service. Okay, now with the, uh, one more, I'm sorry. Uh -huh. uh, when you have the buses pulling in, people getting on the buses, uh, and you'll have traffic, I guess, going back and forth next to the buses. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you doing there to keep it safe for pedestrians that might be alighting from a car, running across in front of a bus, and the bus might be pulling out? That's an excellent question. So one of the things that we looked at, that's why this site plan is the one that we're presenting to you today. There was a couple other site plans that had it where um, passengers of the buses or people exiting the buses would have to walk across the street or walk across a traffic aisle. So the, the traffic aisle where the buses are picking up is going to be designated as bus only lanes. So the, and, and with the frequency of the buses that you guys have currently, we don't anticipate that to become a traffic problem because it'll only be maximum four buses loading and unloading and they won't be leaving at the same time. Um, as far as yeah, there is still a human aspect to this. I don't, I'm not aware of any device other than, you know, what's equipped on your standard vehicles that will prevent a, a bus from, you know, running into somebody that's, you know, walks in front of it. But uh, we've made it so that there won't be any designated traffic stripe or like uh, walkway striping that would promote someone from walking across the, the drive out. We'd like them all to walk towards the terminal building and then either go to a car or walk you know, somewhere else, but we just don't want them walking in the traffic lanes. There's no way to prevent it completely. We can maybe designate a, a walking area so that way they, the bus drivers know not to uh, you know, pay extra attention, I guess. How about an island of some type with a safety zone for people getting out of cars, stopping, and then making sure the buses weren't going to go by and then go Well, if we, if we can go back to the site plan, maybe we can have our IT professionals bring it back up on the screen. The, uh, it, you'll see on the bottom of the site plan, that's a designated bus only lane. So there really isn't any uh, car traffic, taxi traffic, or rideshare traffic coming through there. The, that'll be uh, striped off and we'll have signage that essentially says no, no admittance, buses only. Um, so the only thing you'd have to worry about is passengers exiting the bus and walking towards City Hall. Thank you very much. I couldn't see the fine print, so. No, I understand. That we could have made it a little easier for you guys to see. I apologize. Mr. Mayor. Hello, Rob. Thanks for the presentation and talk. Uh, my question was a quick suggestion about the covered parking, uh, mm -hmm. not the parking, the, where they wait for the bus. I know you don't want to block the view of the building. It's a really nice looking building. 
but maybe something like like transparent so they can still see the building and still get some shade or keep them out of the rain? Ab absolutely, yeah. The suggestion. Mm -hmm. Also, what about, did you cover your bases with like wheelchair access from the parking at the terminal, all that's covered? Absolutely, yeah, everything that we design has to be fully accessible. Okay, thank you. And then um, my last question, the parking, is it gonna be free parking or charging or long-term parking or short-term? I don't know, I'm gonna turn my head over to Mr. Crowder over here and ask him what he thinks about that. Yeah, <clears throat> it'll all be free parking there and ultimately, uh, we don't see long-term <laughs> stays there. Most of the people who are getting on the flex buses or the Greyhounds, they're, they're mostly without cars Thank getting you. dropped off. Thank you. Mr. Mayor. I was curious about the covered parking. Is there consideration for solar? Like we have solar over here at this city parking. I'm glad you brought that up because that is one of Michael's main priorities, I think, with the covered, if we can afford it as part of the budget, that's certainly something we're going to incorporate. Great, and then lastly, about the covered waiting area, which I think is wonderful. Um, since we live in such a hot climate and people will be waiting out there maybe for a long time, what about misters for underneath? We haven't brought that up, honestly. That's not something we had thought about, but we'll put a note in there. The only thing would be, if we do that, we'd wanna have some kind of a water filtration system that would make it so that it doesn't um, become right. a detriment for maintenance. Mm -hmm. But that's that's an excellent idea. We'll see if it's something that we or can those, explore. Or there's like these giant fans that- Absolutely, that yeah, that something would- because Obviously, we all know it's very, very hot here. That may be a better solution, to be honest, but let, we'll look at them both. Thank, Thank you for you. bringing that up. Anyone else? I think it's a beautiful building and uh, I say keep moving. Thank you. So I had a couple of questions. Uh, first sure. of all, I like the way you blended um, the materials from the other city buildings around in this one to make it compatible. There's no uh, signage on the outside of the building. That's correct. Right now, this is more about putting the building together. We've got flat surfaces on the building that face the street that will end up being um, uh, promoted for signage. We haven't done any uh, studies for the signage yet. Okay, but, but there'll be some there will name be. on this Absolutely. building, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, second of all, the on the floor plan, um, this, okay, is that the glass enclosed area that I saw? It is, yeah. Okay, so that's in full direct sun. It is. Most of the day. How are we gonna keep that cool? So there's a couple of different, uh, um, sorry, there's a couple of different strate uh, strategies that we're going to employ. One of them is using uh, AC that will wash those windows to keep the heat off the windows. We're gonna be promoting with uh, glass film, so it'll essentially look clear, uh, but will be like a 3M type product that shields some of the sun, like low E coatings. And then we'll also have the, uh, the shade louvers that you've seen in the elevation, we'll have those in there as well. That may not be all it is, we're gonna look at uh, some different uh, sun angles and see how bad it's going to get. It is definitely in direct sun though, you make a great point. So will we be injecting air conditioned air into that room? Absolutely, yes. Okay. Um, and I was confused by a comment you made, I, I don't think I heard it correctly, um, about separating the bus drivers and the staff from the public. Does the public have planned access to the entire first floor of that building? No.
Hello? We're back. Right, looks like we're back on. Is that mic working there also? Hello? Yeah. Okay. All right, Scotty, come up. Uh, these plans are kind of hard to read in that white book, but that's okay. Um, you're leaving us in the full sun again, morning, noon, and night. Um, I thought we might as well leave it where it's at and save a few million dollars in building this place. Uh, the EV stations, I thought you guys decided against having EV stations. Now put the conduit in and somebody can come and do that, but we should not have EV stations. I watch something on TV, I don't know about PBS, it don't matter. But they're having trouble putting out these fires. Thousands and thousands of gallons of water is being used and dumped down in the gutter, right on out to the water, until with this fire station down here, would have a way to fight those fire, whether they smother it, have some kind of foam, like put out airplanes and with special stuff. Don't ever put an EV station in, put the conduit in, and tell that fire station down there. We got a high school right next door. When the wind blows, all the fumes out of there, gonna go right there if it blows from the south, which it does a couple times a year. Um, but, I wish there was somebody up here that had a contractor's license to look at this a little bit better than what you have on these drawings. So, but I just, here you're leaving us in the sun again. Mayor D'Amico, I mean, it's a logical question, but also the concept is if you get dropped off by a cab and you're waiting for a Greyhound, if it's right there, how would I know it's there? Right, so I mean, there there has to be a concept of being able to sit in a lobby and see out into the parking lot to see the buses that are coming and going, the taxis that are coming and going, the Greyhound buses and future, you know, transportation modes that might be available. So, you know, having a solid block wall just can't see out of. So they can look at concepts and they can take away more of the glass and. Um, make it harder to see out the building, but I think their concept is one that they wanted to be able to see out into the out into the parking lot. So, um, and the other thing that was brought up is why do we even need the building? I think going back to what Michael said, when Jackie Jesse was on the city council in San Madrano years ago, it was we need transit. There's 5311 money available. We're a growing community. We need transit. We started with a few buses. There was no home. There's actually never been a home for transit here, and ADOT has been working with us to create that home. So there's no place to fix the buses for maintenance. There's no place for our workers to gather. So they're in the bottom of the first floor of City Hall. Um, essentially, it clears up space for other departments who need the space within the building, and so transit can be fully functionally efficient. So right now, if Michael's in his office, needs to talk to a driver, they take a golf cart over to the buses. We fill up the gas, we do maintenance away from our current facility. So it's totally inefficient, and we've been operating like this for 20 years. So unfortunately, the way we created this, back when, you know, many, many councils ago when Jackie, Jesse, and Sam Madrano said, we really need transit, we just did it the wrong way. We, we got buses and we're all excited and we have 
press releases that I, in fact, wrote that said, hey, it's time to start a transit system. We've created a whole community now reliant upon transit, but we actually never have en had enough money or the wherewithal with ADOT to build a facility. So we've been totally dysfunctional for many, many years, and we're finally now at a place with ADOT's capital money and our match to build a facility that we all can be proud of and that we can functionally operate out of. So it's all a good thing that it's happening and it's gonna be a lot of federal money via the state. So those are good things. So if it's just an issue of how do we better design the building to keep it out of the sun, I'm sure we can overcome that and your feedback is gonna be taken back and Rob will work on it. Thank you. I had one question I forgot to put out earlier on the EV. Is that gonna be for us, are we, for the future, if we have EV vehicles? Because my opinion has still not changed on government doing uh, EVs for the public. Uh, we're not doing gas stations there. I don't think, uh, I think that's for the private sector, not, not yeah, for government. There, there's not a, a requirement right now that we have EV buses, so I think this would be something for the public. Again, if the council would prefer, we can take them out of this plan and let the private sector uh, host the EV charging stations. All right, who who here would agree that that should be public sector and we should take that out of the plans, the EV, by a raise of hands? I didn't hear your question. Uh, the EV part, that would be for the, I would be for it if, if it was for us, like we might be getting electric buses or something in the future. Uh, it's gonna be for the public and I'm not for the government doing. Oh, have, uh, I'd have, put them at Walmart. Okay, so a raise of hands by who says take the EV out of the, so you have five to two, so looks like we're taking the EVs part out. Okay, thank you. Every, everything else is just wonderful though, I appreciate it. That could be added later if technology comes and we end up with electric buses or electric city vehicles or. A, a lot of it will morph in the future. I mean, just Greyhound as an example right now, they're just a strong desire to stay on the north side of town. Every minute they go from the bridge takes, you know, it pushes their schedule. However, if they know that by coming here to the heart of the city, they'll pick up 10 additional riders, they'll come this far. Right now, they, it's, it's a totally inconvenient area by Home Depot where they're picking up their riders. Same with the, the flex bus and others that, that come into the community. So, but we need it here for our purposes. And, and so I think Rob has given us a good presentation. I think Michael and Jeff are satisfied with, with the commentary. And if there's anything else that any of you think of, that you wanna convey back to myself, I'll work with Jeff and Michael. Um, this isn't the only time you'll see this, but as with all the other buildings that we talked about, I mean, there's a process, and we wanna make sure that we're keeping this ball rolling now that we've got the ADOT momentum behind it. I think, I think it looks great. I think we might wanna uh, contact Greyhound and see if they wanna partner with us, throw some money in or something. Maybe we could do ticketing there for them too, and, and they could partner with us. Um, uh, yes, Dan. Uh, Mr. Mayor. Uh, when we had the presentation for that development that Elio Malafi is putting on the uh, north end of town, he mentioned the fact that he's going to have EV stations there, um, so we don't have to worry about it yeah, at this point. We, we squashed that. You got it. All right, uh, unless anybody else has anything, I appreciate your presentation. If, if I may add one, one other thing, and this is to Scotty's point, and uh, I wanna make sure that, that uh, the public is being um, listen to, so to speak, from the design. I think there's some things that we can do in the design, incorporating some covered shades that'll shield that uh, lobby area. 
So we'll look at an option with that and present it to Michael and staff and see if it's something that they uh, have traction for uh, that'll still protect the integrity of what we're trying to do with the building, but also make sure that it's there to serve the public in the way that it, it was intended. All right, thank you. Okay. All right, if that's it, I, we're gonna move into executive session. Could I get a motion to move into executive session? So moved. Second. All right, everybody say aye. 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 All right, we'll be back. Uh, at 5.30 for our regular scheduled council meeting. Thank you. Very fast turns. Look around you before you turn. Don't surprise other boaters with sudden or unpredictable maneuvers.